Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For this episode of Rent World Conservative Podcast. Today I do have yet another guest. I have Philip Blevins. He's from Smith County, Virginia. He's running to be the next Commonwealth's attorney. So I'm going to bring him in. He's going to talk about his campaign, his ideas, and what he wants to do moving forward when we get to this November, when hopefully he becomes the next prosecutor, top prosecutor, that is, for Smith County. Philip, how are you doing today? Sam, thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you and great to be with all the Rant World listeners. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, just tell us a little bit about your background, you know, your college experience. Of course, you went to law school. I know you were in the military. Give us a little bit of background of just yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to warn you, when you give a lawyer a microphone uh, and a captive audience here, that might not be a good thing. But I'll try to keep it brief and answer the questions that you ask me. So I grew up here in Smith County. I'm a Smith County uh, born, and and I hope I will die in Smith County. Uh, Smith County is, is home for me, home for my wife, too. I grew up in Adwolf and graduated from Marion Senior High School. I was uh, privileged enough to, to find my calling pretty early in life. Uh, when I was just 18 years old, I joined the Adwell Volunteer Fire Department. And that led me to serve as a certified firefighter for a number of years. I just entered my 13th year at Adwell Fire Department. Um, and I'm also uh, an emergency medical technician. So I found my calling for public service really early in my career. Uh, I then went to Virginia Highlands Community College and, and got an associate's degree. After that, I went to uh, the University of Virginia's College at Wise over in Wise County and obtained a degree in criminal justice, and then on to the Appalachian School of Law in Grundy, Virginia, where I uh, received a Juris Doctorate degree um, and and have always intended on being here in Smith County. As a matter of fact, uh, I I purposefully chose not to leave Southwestern Virginia to get these higher education degrees because I think we have world-class institutions here servicing Southwest Virginia and particularly Smith County. So that's who I am. That's, uh, That's where I went to college. Uh, but you, you also noted there my military service. Um, I, was, I was blessed enough to, to commission as an officer in the United States Air Force. I served for just under six years on active duty. I was a JAG, that's a judge advocate, uh, attained the rank of, uh, of captain and then major select. I never actually pinned on major. I was a, a major select before I separated from the, uh, the Air Force. My time in the Air Force took me all across the, the United States and, and parts of the world that I never dreamed I would have a chance to go see. Um, in my first duty station was uh, Whiteman Air Force Base in Knob Noster, Missouri. Uh, Knob Noster is a small little town that's pretty close and near and dear to my heart because it's a lot like southwestern Virginia. It's a lot like Chilhowie. There is uh, there's one red light in Knob Noster, and I, I developed some very close friends out there and, and still keep in touch with those folks to this day. 
I was privileged to serve as a prosecutor uh, for most of my time at Whiteman Air Force Base. Right after I finished up two years of service at, at Whiteman, I was uh, my wife, Katie, and I PCS. So that's permanent change of station down to Valdosta, Georgia. That's a Moody Air Force Base, home of the Flying Tigers. We spent the last three and a half or so years of, of my Air Force career at Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, while I was there, I started out as a prosecutor and, and then climbed the ranks to the chief prosecutor of that office. Uh, then I was selected to deploy and went to Afghanistan in support of uh, Operation Freedom Sentinel and uh, NATO's Operation Resolute Support. Spent six months in Afghanistan and came back home to the States where they, uh, they told me I was going to be the defense attorney. And Sam, I'll tell you, I never dreamed I would be a defense attorney, but being a defense attorney really opened my eyes uh, to why we need strong prosecutors, to why uh, why I thought it was even more important in my life that it reaffirmed my my passion for prosecution. So I served my last two years as a prosecutor, as a defense attorney, excuse me, there at uh, at Moody Air Force Base. But I travel quite extensively. I was uh, I was traveling to different military installations, mainly across the southeastern United States. But I did have the privilege of going to a little place called uh, Laughlin Air Force Base in Del Rio, Texas. And Sam, I have never felt like uh, any part of the United States was uh, was closer to Afghanistan than Del Rio, Texas. So my hat's off to all the servicemen and women who are stationed there at Laughlin Air Force Base. That's who I am, and uh, and that's uh, that's that's where I come from. Well, thank you so much for that very detailed bio. It was it was refreshing to see someone actually running for office that has not been a lifelong politician. You have lived your life based off of public service. It, like I said, that is very refreshing to see. I'm glad to be a part of your campaign. I'm glad to, you know, be in support of someone such as yourself and have the pleasure of, you know, just having the possibility of having a top prosecutor with your extensive background here in Smith County. But the answer that we all want is why are you running for office? And I know the community service aspect is a big portion of it. But can you elaborate on that aspect just a bit more? Yeah, Sam, deciding to run for an office, especially that as, as top prosecutor, especially taking the making the decisions that, that we made uh, to come home and allow me to do this. Um, this was uh, this was no easy decision. It's not one that we came to overnight. And that's the thousand dollar question. Why are you doing it? And I think back to uh, to something that Martin Luther King Jr. said. Martin Luther King Jr. used to say, if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? And that message really laid heavily on my heart when I heard that that Roy was considering retiring. Um, and Roy Evans is the Commonwealth's attorney, has been the Commonwealth's attorney here in Smith County for 35 years. He's a good friend of mine. He's a mentor of mine. Um, and when he shared with me that he was planning to retire, I, I kind of felt compelled. I felt called. I felt like that this was something that was was being laid on my heart to do. And so I kicked that around for about two years and uh, and finally put pieces into play to decide to come home. And, and the answer is pretty simple. Why do it? And the answer is because I'm a public servant. And that's what Smith County needs as its top prosecutor. Not only am I a public servant, but I'm also a lifelong citizen of Smith County. I never changed my domicile. I've always paid my Smith County taxes. When I was in Knob Missouri, 12 hours up the road, I was paying Smith County property tax. Uh, and I, I, I'd always planned on coming back here. As a matter of fact, Sam, that's uh, that's something that's been true uh, since I started undergrad. Was I couldn't wait to get back home to Smith County. Uh, when I served, was was working on my degree over at the college at Wise, I'd come home 
on the weekends where I would work with with Marion Lifesaving Crew and Smith County Ambulance Services and EMT. Then I'd answer calls as a firefighter uh, on, when I had when I had those opportunities to as well. The other part of the answer to, to why am I running for this office, Sam, is, is because we need a conservative prosecutor. And frankly, we need a, a prosecutor who is willing to embrace conservative criminal justice reform. Um, it's no secret that, uh, that that law enforcement officers across the nation have hit a uh, have hit a hard time the last few years. We've seen these progressive prosecutors get elected. We've seen cashless bond come. We've seen a catch and release program. And what I mean by that is not just here in this county, but I, I mean nationwide. We have seen these violent criminals be released on cashless bonds. We've seen these violent criminals consistently receiving the low end of the sentencing guidelines. That's not necessarily true for here in Smith County, but what, what happens if we get one of those progressive prosecutors here? And if I am lucky enough to be elected as Smith County's next prosecutor, I will use the full weight of this office to influence uh, conservative criminal justice reformation. Thank you for that explanation. You hit on bail reform. That's something that not a lot of people necessarily know about, but it's something that is truly affecting America today. I did a couple of episodes about this, actually, with a couple of bail bondsmen and lawyers that do bail bond stuff. Uh, several months back, it's a couple of the earlier episodes. If you haven't checked out that episode yet, I highly suggest that you do so. But, Philip, you know, you talked about your experience as a defense attorney in the military and how that drove you to be a stronger prosecutor, how it gave you the will to want to continue being a prosecutor. But tell us, what made you want to become a prosecutor in the first place? What I know you wanted to be a lawyer from the beginning, but why lawyer specifically? Why not corporate law or like civil litigation or anything like that? That's a great question. Um, and, and, you know, I'm an adjunct professor over at the Appalachian School of Law, uh, where I went to, to law school. And that's a question that uh, that I ask uh, everyone to kind of contemplate. Why are you considering law school and what type of law do you want to practice? That's never really been a question for me, though. Um, you know, my best friends are, are law enforcement officers. Um, I'm Frankly, I'm, I'm a little surprised I'm not one myself. Uh, I had I'd heavily considered joining a, a, a service uh, a long time ago before law school, and I had a lot of respect for that. Uh, the, the real reason, Sam, that I'm uh, always going to be a prosecutor, whether I'm the elected prosecutor or not, I will be a prosecutor, uh, is because it's not about money for me. It's not about cents and dollars. It's not about driving a Corvette or living in a $700,000 house. It's never been about that. What it is, is about keeping our community safe, a safe place for my two sons to live and to grow up and to have a happy life here. It's a safe place for my dad, who's 72 years old, to retire in. It's a safe place for my neighbors to open businesses. That's what it's about. It's keeping my neighbors safe. You know, not to harken back to elementary and secondary school days, but it's kind of like the bully in high school. You know, you need a bully protector. And that's what I like to think that my job is, is a bully protector here. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to tolerate anyone that takes advantage of those who are vulnerable in our community. And that's exactly why I want to be a prosecutor. And that's why I will be a prosecutor for the rest of my career. I will always have some form. I will have some handle in, in prosecution. I fully anticipate. Perfect. Now, moving on from that, talking about why you wanted to become a prosecutor in the very first place, from the beginning of your law career, why you wanted to be a prosecutor. 
can you elaborate just a bit more on your platform? I know you wanted to do all this stuff with bail. You wanted to push criminal justice, being hard on criminals. But your platform, what what is it? Like, what are you running on? The core issues that you're running on? Yeah, that's a great question, Sam. And it's simple. It's We boil it down to one phrase. It's justice first, but community always. Now, it sounds a lot like the Army's mission statement here is, is mission first, people always. Um, but I think that's a strong statement. I think justice first, community always is exactly where we need to be focused at. How do we serve justice, but do so in a way that benefits the community? And one example of that, Sam, is nonviolent offender sentencing. You know, our county spends thousands upon thousands of dollars every year to put these nonviolent offenders, someone who is driving suspended, incarcerated. Uh, and I think they need to be incarcerated. They need some type of a punishment. What they need more is they need to be bought into their community. We need to turn these convicts into productive members of society. How do we do that? I think we do that with a robust uh, program, a program that I'm liking to call uh, Smith County Works. And so Smith County Works would consist of buy-in, of course, from all the towns and from the uh, from the Board of Supervisors and up to the county administration. But these nonviolent offenders who would ordinarily get jail time, instead of going to jail and taking taxpayer dollars, how can we get them involved in the community? How can we make them contributors of this community? What does the community service program look like and how can we expand that right now? That's where my efforts are really going to be focused. And I hope to accomplish that within the first year uh, of being elected here is to establish the Smith County Works Program. I think we'll see it pay dividends. If nothing else, it's going to save on the bottom line that our county spends in sending these inmates down to Southwest Virginia Regional Jail Authority. Now, I'm not talking about all convicts need to go this way. What I'm talking about is just the nonviolent offenders. I think jail is absolutely the right place for the violent offenders. So that, that's that's really one of, of many platforms that I have here, Sam. And I invite everyone to go check out our website, philiplevins.com. You'll see that you click on the link, it's priorities. And priority number one is to serve justice. And priority number two, which is kind of a catch-22 because it, it caveats priority number one, and that is to always keep community in perspective. So how can we do the right thing for the community by holding wrongdoers accountable and getting them reintegrated into our own community again? I think a lot of what you just said, especially the nonviolent reform as far as Smith County works and your idea for that, I think that goes back to the whole discussion that politics is local, regardless of whether it is local politics, state politics, or even federal politics. All politics is local. And regardless of whether it is local politics, you can still make a large difference. You can make a difference on the lives that you affect. You can make a difference on the wallets of the people that live in your community, on your constituents. And I think that's very important. I think that's something that not a lot of politicians necessarily recognize. And I'm glad that you're recognizing that important factor. But another question that I have, and I feel like this is a question that a lot of people have. Commonwealth's attorney, of course, is a constitutional office. Commonwealth's attorney is not a term used across the United States. I know me and you went to Florida, and I, I didn't know that was a thing, but, you know, being done there with a bunch of prosecutors from all over the country, that really opened my eyes to the different terminology that is used across the country. So what is the Commonwealth's attorney, and what does that position entail? Yeah, and, and anywhere else, uh, with exception of a few other commonwealths across the nation, it's going to be called a district attorney. 
And so a district attorney is, is the top prosecutor for that, for that particular area. And for Virginia, we're divided into counties. And so each county has an elected prosecutor. Now, Commonwealth's attorney, you know, some folks might mistake that as, well, he's, he's a common lawyer for the common person. And while that's not wrong, it's not necessarily completely true either. A Commonwealth's attorney is a prosecutor and, and they work hand in hand with, uh, with the sheriff's office, with local law enforcement. They prosecute crime. Uh, it's, uh, it's probably really good described as the left hand to the sheriff's department. You know, the sheriff's department is your boots on the ground, is what we would say in the Air Force. They are they are your front line. They are the the uh, the guys who are answering the calls at two o'clock in the morning. Commonwealth's attorney is the person who sits here and prosecutes these cases and sees them through. So it's the yin to the yang, or it's the left hand to the right hand. That's exactly what this office does. This office has a great amount of responsibility. Uh, being a Commonwealth's attorney, there's an opportunity here to, to call balls and strikes, meaning which cases are worthy. Have we done our diligence enough to ensure these cases get across trial? How can we ensure this person is successfully rehabilitated? Or how can we ensure this person never does what they did to a person again? That's uh, that's part of the decision and the, the data points that, that go into factor here in, in making these types of decisions as a Commonwealth's attorney. And so as as someone like me, I intend to, to use my experience not only as a military prosecutor and a criminal defense attorney, but also as a special assistant United States attorney. I, I worked as a federal prosecutor in, in the Western District of Missouri on a volunteer basis. I, uh, I held wrongdoers accountable in federal court. So I have, uh, while I have a, a lot of experience, it's a lot of diverse experience and it's experience that I'm eager to bring to Smith County. Uh, and I'm already doing so. I'm doing so in working as an assistant Commonwealth's attorney in the office that I hope to hope to be successful in achieving one day. And that's in my current capacity now. So that's that's what a Commonwealth's attorney does. That's, uh, that's really what they are across the board. Um, but what's important on a national level is ensuring that we get it right. What I mean by getting it right is we ensure that we get conservative criminal justice reform. I mean, we're seeing these, as I mentioned before, Sam, and you've already done a couple episodes on it, this cashless bail, admitting defendants to bail on a presumption. I mean, these things are these things are important and things that need to be considered very heavily by legislators. And we also need to ensure that we're electing conservative and strong prosecutors who will ensure that these wrongdoers are held accountable. Instead of getting slaps on the wrists, maybe they're getting cuffs on the wrist. Philip, thank you for the insight that you've provided with all of us today. Your election is coming up this November. I, I personally don't foresee a primary race going on. Of course, I probably don't want to speak too soon and jump the gun on that and jinx everything. But I, I truly think that you are the candidate that Smith County needs right now. I feel like you are the candidate. You haven't been in office at all. You've been a service to your community since you were 18 years old. And you're still serving your community. And I know each and every one of us here in Smith County and across the country, thank you for that service. But in closing, is there any final thoughts that you have, any last words that you want to get to the audience? Sam, thanks for thanks for that. Thanks for your vote of confidence. I hope you're right that we don't have a primary here for the Republican Party nomination. Uh, you know, in closing, I, I want to share with, with folks here that when you hear my name, what I hope you hear is someone who is not a politician, because that's not who I am. What, what I hope you hear is a prosecutor, someone who is going to hold wrongdoers accountable, someone who is a friend to law enforcement, and someone who has the experience and has worked in a diverse set of areas and willing to bring that experience back here to Smith County. 
Sam, that's who I am. Um, I'm proud to be a Smith County native, and, uh, and I look forward to earning the votes and the trusts of all Smith Countyans. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Philip, ladies and gentlemen, Philip is the man for Smith County. He's been a service to the community. He is not a politician. He obviously is not doing this for the money. If that was the case, he wouldn't be in prosecution. He would be doing some other concentration law, such as litigation or corporate law. But this is a position, not for himself, but for the common good of the Commonwealth of Smith County and for the Commonwealth of Virginia. So, Philip, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. And hopefully we can do this at some point again in the future. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate you. You guys stay safe.